We say a one for the trouble, two for the time. Uh, come on, y'all, let's... Now it's time for the morning coffee with my daddy, the motivator, Jazzy G, on Power Me Up Radio, talk 24-7. It's Motivational Monday with the motivator, Jazzy G. Morning Coffee with the motivator, Jazzy G. Featuring Cheryl Star. Star. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my soul motivators. Welcome to another exciting episode of Morning Coffee with yours truly, the motivator, Jazzy G. Here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7. The station with heart. On iHeart. And today, beloved, is Motivational Monday. That's right, it's Motivational Monday. And you know what that means, so motivated. That means get up, get out, do what you gotta do, because there's no more Monday morning blues no more. That's right, because you tune into the best morning show happening today. And by my side is the happening of the happenings. She make it happen. Hey, if I didn't have her here, I don't know what I would do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she makes us all laugh, but she makes sense, too. I know she is sick. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, y'all. She ain't no dummies. <laughs> we gonna love her anyway. She's a, <laughs> she's a funny bone lady. But the incomparable Cheryl Star. It's Cheryl what Star. Up, Star. What's up, Jazzy G? Good morning. Sipping that coffee. Morning coffee. Twinkle, twinkle, my soul motivators. Thanks for listening in, as always. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes. Hey, and the person, hey, that's part of the Mart Squad, <laughs> Morning <laughs> Coffee Crew, you know what I'm saying? He's the smooth operator. He makes things run smooth. I mean, he make it run smooth. Hey, I gave him another title, too, the Percolator, because he takes charge and make things happen early in the morning here on the Morning Coffee. He's the one, the only the DJ Nelson Dog Maestro. What up, Nelson? What up, Jazzy G? Good morning, Nelson. What's going on, to ya. <laughs> I gave you a double hello. You did you just that you're the massive king. <laughs> Master King in the place to be. <laughs> Yo, we're gonna have some fun this morning today on the morning coffee. You know what I'm saying? And I know Nelson, I know you got something working, man. It's gonna be party time, party time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yo, stop. Yes, yes. Let's let's get into some housekeeping. You know what I'm saying? Let's get right into some housekeeping. I know you got some housekeeping, right? Got some housekeeping for you. All right, ya. let's do that. It's time to get to some housekeeping. Yo, stop. Yes. What you got for us for some housekeeping today? Well, today in housekeeping, so motivators, I want to talk about last week's Invest Fest. And that was held in Atlanta. Um, it's called Invest Fest. It was the second year of hip hop artists uh, uniting together, legendary artists, financiers, investors of record companies and everything with Jermaine Dupree. So Jermaine Dupree hosts this and he was celebrating the 30 year legacy of So So Deaf. And, so cool. you know, he talked about bringing all of the you know the, the the people together that's making money and like how can they invest in bigger right. projects you know yeah. like you talk about a lot you know us coming together you know and he's talking about record companies uh being able to go into film because tyler perry was there steve harvey was there um you know cool. uh, they showed uh meek mills was there rick ross you know because rick ross is in atlanta talking about investment 
into people. So it was a big event. It was held the seventh and the eighth last week in uh, in Central Park in Atlanta, and they said it was a big success. And they came up with, you know, some homework. So they sent them with some homework. Uh, you know, basically Jermaine Dupree was basically calling a question on them, like, "We not we're coming together, talking about all of this great stuff as a culture, and not doing nothing about it." Right. So let's start every year coming back with some with some reports on what yeah. we're doing. And, and another thing that Jermaine Dupree uh, talked about with T.I. is investing in a community because, you know, T.I. is is big into uh, putting back into the communities. So right, we'll see, right. you know, we since this is a yearly event because apparently they had one last year. So this is the second year. But Jermaine Dupree said he got a vision for this and that he wanted to be bigger than just them getting together and, you know, because people could get together all they want and talk about, you know, success right. stories talk, or talk, 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 right. goal yeah. and never set a date for a goal. Right. Like, hey, what's our first mission with all of us? You know, because like like we always say on the show is that collective works is more success than individual. And, and, and cooperative right. economics, cooperative collective works and co- cooperative economics. That's right. Right. Work. So yeah. mm-hmm. it sounds like Jermaine Dupree is speaking in that type of language. You know, right. he said, I got money. Steve Harvey got money. Jeezy got money. We all got money, but what are we doing? Doing So I like when people put those type of questions out to them because now it's, it's, you know, it's it's setting the tone for a bigger conversation or something to be started or done. So, you know, let's keep an eye on that. But um, I just wanted to say that, you know, congratulations to Jermaine Dupree for the 30 years of social death. Yeah, that clap it up for social death. Thirty years, yeah. Yeah. Clap it up You know, social, social death. death has some great music. Yeah, you know, oh, they yeah. didn't even get oh, the yeah. verses with him and oh, Diddy yeah. yet. Yeah. You know, because uh, I guess Diddy had postponed that verses. Because remember that we we were talking about we wanted to go to their verses. So yeah, I, I, know. I guess that uh you know hopefully that'll start back up or maybe yeah. they're still negotiating with the with you know with the verses and the money and right. all that. Well, I think I think verses in them. So I think uh, what what's going on is that uh, Timberland and and um, Swiss Beats and uh, Swiss Beats. They are renegotiating with with someone else. I think who was actually oh, okay. was what that was dealing with. Uh, you know that was handling the uh, the verses. Mm-hmm. I think they, you know, yeah, it didn't go too well. Right. So from right. what I heard so about it, what's going on. right. Yeah. So they 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 negotiate with someone else now for a sponsor and everything like that. So I think that's the probably what the holdup is. I don't think it's so much much of the artist. Right. Diddy and and Jermaine Dupree or anybody like that. I think it's or any other artist that, that right. we were looking to to actually do um versus right, they talked about several I, artists. About yeah, I think it, it has so, yeah. more to do with um, you know, co-sponsorship. I think yeah, that, sounds, that, that, sounds like that makes the, more sense. Yeah, they ran into that that problem. I think, and I think YouTube was a big problem too. But <laughs> 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 when I, for I think Chiller and 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 YouTube was it was a big problem. So I think they tried to actually find another outlet or something like that. But that's the last I heard about it. So I didn't hear anything else. But right. that's, probably, that's probably what the holdup is and everything like that. Yeah, because you know people start getting greedy and you know they don't want to share the profits and they see it's a big yeah, thing. Yeah, you know, so who exactly, knows what's going on. Exactly, but you know exactly. hopefully Timberland over. and Swiss Beats, you know, get their just due because creating that for us during that the pandemic was a yeah, great was a, yeah. a big deal. Yeah. You know? 
It just so they had, just you know, they be nice, what he did, you know, he, right? He the qu- club quarantine, yeah, the club right. quarantine tour that he's, he, he, you know, saying, and we all needed it. I mean, we needed what he did, you know, during Ab- that time. Absolutely. I mean, because me and Deb, I mean, the funny thing at the time, and Deb and I was kind of like in this funk at the, at, you know, what I'm saying, because things were happening, and you know, her health was was deteriorating a bit, right? So, so we were just. Listen to D Nice and we like, yo, D Nice playing, yo, you hear the jam? Yo, we just started playing, then we just put it on, we put it on the television. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. we put it on the Yeah, it was like so cool. And it was just like we were just having fun with it, you know what I'm saying? It was just like it was just and we just had the whole house jamming. You know what I mean? So it was so, so needed. So things like that is, is so cool. And and with other people that just come in cause they got money. And they, they want to take things over, take it away. You know what I'm saying? It it it, it dilutes the culture of it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they don't understand the culture of it. You know what I'm saying? Like the verses. They don't understand the culture of verses. They don't, you know what I'm saying? So that's and that's the problem. They see the money portion of of, of Right, they always want to see the money portion. Right, but they don't see the vision right. of what Timber with Timberland and and um and, and uh, Swiss Beast was doing right. culturally, you know, for the culture. They don't right. they don't understand that portion of it. You know what I'm saying? We do, but don't say those folks with the you know what I'm saying the the big dollar people they don't understand it because they don't mm-hmm. come from the culture. They're like, oh hey, we can make some money. This is right, like a mini money, concert. Yeah, we can make, this is a right, concert right. on television. Right. Let's make some so, money off of this. They see numbers, right. So but they don't understand. You know what I'm saying? They don't care to understand, but it's up for, it's up to us to make them understand. Right, you know right. And, and if you and if you can't get with it, you know what I'm saying? You can't get with us. You know what I'm saying? This is us. This is for us by us. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna make it that way. You know what I'm saying? People <laughs> are welcome. Others are welcome. But don't don't try to dilute. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? If I like my coffee black and strong, that's how I want my coffee. That's right. I want my Sip coffee it. black and strong. <laughs> you gonna hand me my coffee black and strong? You ain't gonna. Pull I, I, ha- I have a little hazelnut tonight today in it. Oh, see, I'm already talking about tonight. <laughs> I have a little hazelnut coffee because I like it a little sweet. Yeah, but I yeah, do I like it black it. though. When I'm I sleepy, because <laughs> when I'm when I really need coffee, I get a black coffee. I but I got one more housekeeping. So Jazzy G, our New York Liberty, is in yes. the finals. finals let's yes. let's first of all, let's just clap it up for that yeah, part clap of it. Up it. For the Liberty. That's right. <laughs> Congratulations. You know, they've been there before. They've been there before with Teresa. What was her name? Teresa Weatherspoon? Weatherspoon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember her? Yeah. But um, so, there, I think twice they were they went to Okay, the okay, yeah. yeah, that might be right. That might be right. Mm-hmm. But I'm I was happy to hear that. So um Soul Motivators. The New York Liberty Girls Basketball WNBA and the uh, the Las Vegas Aces are the teams in the finals. Right. And they opened up in, in Las Vegas. Of course, Liberty lost the first game, but Liberty was winning at first in um, Vegas that came back and, and they right. wound up winning. So okay. I'm, I hope Liberty, because, you know, they got, I think the next few games this week is going to be at the Barclays Center. Uh-huh. Cool. You know, so they, they might cool. be playing tomorrow or they, they definitely have a game one day this week so tune right. into that you know because that 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 is going to be interesting because people was already talking about the uh the great series that you know the competitiveness that they had with one another during the regular season so i gotta yes. watch we gotta catch these games Desi. 
I was like, yeah, I gotta I, catch I, it. And I haven't been to a Liberty game since uh, 2019. That's the last time we've been to Liberty because we used to go on a regular basis. Right, you, I remember you were telling me. Yeah, we went on a regular basis. We yeah, I used to go at, a lot too. At Liberty games, yeah. Trying we to be went, a hustler, we selling my tickets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and we, yeah, and, and the girl, because even if you you see like say pictures that I used to post with guy in Nigeria when they were little, you mm-hmm. always saw them with their WNBA gear on and everything like that. So we used to go to games for a long time. Like so from the time they were little up until they, they became adults, we were still going. You know what I'm right, saying? Like I said, right. You know what I'm saying? We we big supporters of the Liberty. Big supporters. Oh, that's good. That's always good. big big supporters of, of the New York Liberty. Yeah, that one. I got all girls, so hey, what y'all want? Right, right, right. It's absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then Nigeria used to play basketball, you know what I'm saying? Right, she right. Up, she played all the way up to J V, you know what I'm saying? She, right. she started playing at elementary school and everything. She played all the way up to J V and then she wanted to be a chili chili like a sister. <laughs> so 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 our guy ended up becoming cheerleader. So Yo, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't be on the cheerleader team back when I was playing basketball. Cause you ever see cheerleaders that look worse than the basketball players? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the cheerleaders back then oh my god especially when you talk about uh mary bertram because ever since you ever since you brought up mary bertram jazzy g i started thinking back and i remember they cheerleaders they, oh, you talking about the basketball rough, girls had they had big women like and, and you talk about high school they was yeah. they was like my my weight now back in high school <laughs> Murray Bertram and then they, always they used to come down the court talk about set up, set up. Yeah. They, they used to call their plays out loud because, you know, they were so cocky because they yeah. could beat everybody. Three, three. She ain't got nothing. She ain't got nothing. Three. Like, if you call three one more time, put a four in your butt. <laughs> they were so cocky, but they was a great team. But Murray the funny Bertram. thing is they was like, get your cheerleaders Yo, from another school. Always. <laughs> Always, they always were big, girly boys. I'm telling you, even when I was in high school, man, I'm telling you, it never changed. So it's that's what I'm saying. Right and now. I was in high school a few years after you, so it was right. still the that's same. Because I, I tell you, the guys, because especially when they come to fashion industries, and you know, yeah. the guys used to come to look at the girls, right? Because yeah. you know, my school, like I said, our basketball team. Was was like Cinderella type of girl. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Mary Bertram, they know. cheerleaders look worse. <laughs> they used to be like, where did y'all get these cheerleaders from? Hired them from another school. <laughs> I know. And Norman Thomas had the pretty girls too. They yeah, Norman Thomas. Now they were good. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they, they were. Yeah, yeah, they were mixed. Yeah. You but Mary Bertram, man. Yeah, man. But Mary Bertram. You sure you want to be a cheerleader? You look like you need to be a quarterback. <laughs> 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 they talk about give me a beat. Them girls was big boys that they they knuckles scrape the ground. Little bomb. <laughs> they they were brutal, boy. I was yeah, not yeah, going yeah. over to they bench talking mess. Yeah, I, just I know we're gonna hear from some. Court. I know in New York we're gonna hear from some Murray. Let's Bertram hear from today. them. Any Mary Bertram people that was out. Back in 81, 82. <laughs> they were like, don't be talking about my school. Don't talk about my school. But it was a smart school, though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yo, yeah, Tribe Called Quest went there. 
<laughs> oh, okay, okay. Shout but yeah, I'll be rooting for the Liberty. I'm going to try to catch one I, of those I games. Think, I think also back in the day, I think that's where Kumo D graduated from. About that. Oh, yeah. I think Kumo D graduated. Oh, man, we got to catch up with Kumo D. Yeah, he been yeah, around. And and, and, um, and and Debbie D, one of the first female MCs, one of the early female MCs from the Us Girls and all that. I think they both went to Murray Bertram back in the day. I think Kumo D, Jazzy G, I'm telling you, Kumo, I used to have a bad crush. That's when I was into them chocolate Wesley Snipes brothers. (laughs) Kumo D, oh my God. I had my crush. You know, one thing about my crush in the industry, you know, I know you you said Deb didn't want you to have him because you was was kind of involved with the people. So it'd be hard to say you got industry crush. But my crushes last for a long time. Yeah. Like a long time And then people be like You Cause I had crushes so bad That when they saw that I, I had moved on to a They was like what Cause for the for the longest I had a crush on LL Yeah Right No I had a crush on Kumo D first, first right. And okay. then LL came out And you know They started They started battling yeah. And I was really In a rock and a hard place Because yeah, In the middle of that People was looking at me like You bet not go against Kumo D the way, because remember, I told you, well, Kumo D beat Busy B because I, I thought Busy yeah, B was good too. Together. Yeah, yeah, because I started having these, L, I started carrying like LL um, posters and all of that. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh no, Shelby, you're a fair weather. Remember Johnny Gill yeah, had that record, yeah. fair weather friend? <laughs> they used to sell out. <laughs> they was like, you bet not support LL over Kumo D. And then I was like, oh, I can't do it to my Kumo D. But slowly but surely, I went against Kumo D later. Later on, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, let me move on." But I got I got to see Kumo D because, but but I went back to the chocolate with Big Daddy Kane because I I left LL for the Big Daddy Kane. You Big get what Daddy I'm saying? Uh, I, I went you. back to my roots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The women love Big Daddy Kane, man. I oh yes. You, man. Kane was right? the man, and he back. Kane oh. is back with his shows, and he's doing a lot. Like he got um, what he what he was talking about recently. He got some uh some tour that he doing. Yeah, on his face, so yes. he doing something yes. recently. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, Kane is coming back. Rock Hemp been doing this thing too. Yeah, yeah, I, I follow you know? Kane on on Instagram. And yeah, so he he's doing this thing, and that's the thing about him. He never stopped. He never slowed down to stop. He just was big daddy and taking it to the next level, East right? Africa, and and taking it around the world and 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 stayed on tour. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely okay. catch a Kane. I always con- gave you a great gotcha. show. Kane know how to give you a great. Oh show. yeah, yeah. There's Kane a lot was- of that's just they just that way. They mm-hmm. can't really know how to give you a great show. Right. One know how to give you a great show. That's why everybody was hyped on their verses because they was like, okay, you're gonna get a good show with these two guys. Mm-hmm. And so it was really, it's really, it was really cool because right. they just know how to to command a stage and, and entertain you, and you really get your money's worth with guys like that. You know, what right, I'm saying? right. And I, I think, I think Jay Z actually learned that from Kane because right, right. The last time we saw Jay Z. Was was at the uh, Nassau Coliseum out here in Long Island, mm-hmm. and I think that was Gaia's senior year, and we saw him live then, and um, and it was that he he you know um, Jay Z really and just him, just him. His concerts got better because yeah, because I remember yeah. when when he first you know not 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 when because all rappers were kind of had to elevate. You notice that right. when yeah. the rap concerts was so it wasn't it's no really individual criticism because Wu-Tang Ken first concert was crazy 
You know, and and even Method Man was yeah. talking about we had no 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 how to do nothing. We just went on stage, yeah, everybody trying did. to talk over each they other, did. and and I that's was, when I had a videotape of them one of their first shows, Madison at, at a club. The first show was at the tunnel. Garden. And they came out, you know, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to f with. I mean, mm-hmm. just had the crowd going, and then I don't know what they did for the second song, but it, like they blew the momentum, like. But they didn't know how to keep it going, and then they had to, they had to learn, they had to really learn. Right. To, so to, that's to, why I said I, for I saw Jay Z. They had to learn how to do a concert. From, right. Because it's transitioning from from performing in a club. Performing in the concert and the stage, so they had full to, of, yeah. yeah, they had to learn how to do it. Same thing with, with Destiny Child. When you first saw Destiny Child, you saw them in the club. So, and then when you first see them on like a stage, like a, a Beacon Theater or a Madison Square Garden, at the first time you see them, you're like, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then they had to learn how to do those, you know, you know what I'm saying, those stadiums, those arenas, and all that type of stuff. It, 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 you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a growing. It's a growing thing. Like now, Beyonce is like she just brings down the house. Right, so right. And, and when innovative. I I saw Jay Z a few times over his career, and like I said, he's elevated each time. Right, and yeah. you know, and and I seen him in the garden, also at Barclay. But when he also did the concert, remember he was when he was retiring the Black Album concert when right. him and R. Kelly got into it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know that, that concert wound up he because he because he did the first show. And then um, R. Kelly and him got, you know, R. Kelly came up with some banana story, uh, allegedly, because we don't know what he saw. <laughs> yeah, right? That, yeah, they saw, that he saw yeah. somebody showed him yeah, a gun. <laughs> somebody pointed in a gun to him. And Angie yeah. Martinez had him on the radio station talking about something. Um, um, I never heard about any guns in the garden. <laughs> and he was like, well, you you live here. So you I know where you're going with it. You could, remember they was going at it on the radio. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so he was trying to say she's being biased because, you know, Angie Martinez. Uh, Miss New York girl yeah but yeah. um Jay-Z had to do the show at without R. Kelly and he, that's when he brought out Busta Rhymes he brought out Mariah uh he right. Snoop came up T.I. came to that show um Method Man and Rep Man they always reliable Method Man right. and Rep Man always come out because remember they did the backstage tour with Jay-Z too so right Jay-Z said oh one monkey don't stop no show because people people was now here's the here's the irony of it People was getting their money back because R. Kelly was the you, when you see the older people, you know, R. Kelly before all of I mean, he was in he was in the news even right. back then. Yeah. But yeah. people wanted to see R. Kelly. I know a lot I of cause you mixing R&B and rap, even <laughs> though we love Jay-Z. I still went because a couple of my friends was like, I'm getting my because they offered refunds to people because. Jay-Z announced because remember it was like four shows. So exactly. Jay-Z announced yeah. after that after that incident that they kicked R. Kelly off the tour. And um I think he got banned from the from the promotion people or think he uh-huh. wound up trying to sue them. But so they kicked R. Kelly off the tour and people was in actually saying, Well, I don't want to just see Jay-Z. So Jay-Z brought you know, so it's they changed the name of that to Jay Z and Friends. Right. Yeah. Right. Remember? Remember? They changed yep. it to Jay Z and Friends. Yep. And and basically you didn't know who he was gonna bring out. He brought out <laughs> yeah. Fabulous. Fabulous had that song. Breathe. So it was like a better concert to see all of those people for yeah. the price of one. 
Right. Yeah. You get what I mean? So yeah. I yeah. that's that's what I was like, oh, this concert is even better than the Jay Z and R. Kelly because yeah. he had every artist you could think yeah, I, of. I remember that. I yeah, remember he was that. like, that's why I said what? The last time we saw him, it was just him by himself because I remember when we saw him before. He had all the different people with him, and, and right. you didn't know who was going to show up. But it was always somebody. Right. Yeah, Mary. Yeah, had, Foxy yeah, Brown. Yeah, like it was a yeah. dope concert. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was I a great concert. Him. Yeah, yeah, that was a good concert. Yeah, you know. But yeah, you know, he he, had to, I think then he really had to learn how to uh, mm-hmm. up the ante and, and, and really. Right. Uh, you know, saying get his chops together, right? And performing, and he started doing wardrobe changes because yeah. remember when he do debt presidents or he he had the suit and the hat on like a gangster, right. and then he put on the, the sweat yeah. clothes. Yeah. So that yeah. showed that he elevated. Like the back yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and he elevated his show. So yeah, yeah. I would definitely go see Jay Z again. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed them. You know, what I'm saying, and that was mm-hmm. that was a good. Um, it should be like good ten years now. <laughs> so you know, but um, it was it was all good, and it was it was I was thoroughly entertained and everything because you know my kids, you know when they, you know I used to take them to all kind of concerts. So Deb and I, you know what I'm saying, so it was no big deal for for them to go to right. concerts with us and stuff like that. And then they went on stuff on their own too. They went, you know, like seeing Chris Brown or, or, or something right. like that. They were all, you know, say they went on like even the the Scream tour. Remember the Scream tour? Right, right, you know right. Saying? With with uh uh what were they called? Uh um they used to be called immature, and then they changed their B2K, name. B2K, B2K, and Bow Wow and, was on yeah, that. I, yeah, Bow Wow. Yeah. yeah, I was not going to that. I mean, right, right. But your daughters are like, right. it's certain concerts that we'll pass up. That <laughs> exactly. That. Got all them young girls screaming. Yeah, I was not. Yeah. You know? So they got dropped off at the Coliseum with that one. <laughs> okay, we can I'll pick you up with, you know, because I'm only, I'm only uh, like 10 less than 10 minutes away from the Coliseum so it was like okay call me when it's done <laughs> pick you up right right yeah, not going to that concert <laughs> yeah but I like I like when um like you said when you see them once or twice and and then when you wait a while because you know sometimes they they you know go make an album or two and then you're like okay let me go see this person again because usually I you know I've seen a, pretty much a lot of people twice but after two times, only person I was like, you know, like Jebel Levert, I used to go to all his shows where it, it became like nobody wanted to go with me. <laughs> I had to find somebody. Because <laughs> first it was me and my husband. And then he said, all right, babe. Because he didn't mind me, you know, talking my mess to Gerald because he had his female crush. Like when we used to go back in the days when Stephanie Mills was because he had a crush on Stephanie Mills. Right, and right. Um, when she did the Beacon Theater, she, she with her little self. I said, babe, what are you going to do with that little girl? Go ahead. You know, but I wasn't <laughs> never jealous. But I used to yeah. I used to like encourage his crush. And every time Mary do her I'm going down and, he, and she walked down the steps oh god he used to lose his mind I'm like she just walking down the steps you know how Mary put the hat over her eye yeah, well, and yeah. she started I'm going down he go oh yeah. man girl I'm gonna go down too and all this stuff I'm like alright so when I went to see Jevel Avert I, I said babe you sure you wanna go <laughs> and, and he went he was like oh never again never again when I go with you to see Jevel Avert so after that, you know, my friends went. I even took my mother one time because I ain't have nobody to go with. Yeah, and my yeah. mother said, oh, my God, you're ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, 40, I'm going to tell you who Deb really was all into 
going to see. And uh, that would be Johnny Gill. Oh, Johnny Gill gave good contributions too. Man. I saw, she, I saw Johnny Gill. Man. So you know what I'm saying? She even, she even, uh, like I told you, she fussed out. Um, um, what's his name? Um, you know what I'm saying? Oh man, Luther. Um, not you know what I'm saying? I'm so into you. What's his name? Um. Oh God! Well, I can't think of his name now. Wow! Oh, I'm so no, I know SWV made that. Oh man! Oh wow! But it was in Atlanta. It was that Jack the Rapper. He was mm-hmm. standing in front of Deb, standing up talking to somebody, and he was kind of blocking the way. And Deb, she just fussed him out. She yelled, "He turned around and see this lady going crazy." And he's, "Oh, sorry, sorry." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy though. I was like, "Yo, you know, you just yelled that, right?" And at first, I don't care. I said Johnny. You know what I'm saying. Then, then afterward, then after she got a Johnny Gill fix, she was like, "Oh, well, I didn't mean to act so crazy." You know what I'm saying, but I was like, "All right." It's yeah, Johnny good. Gill was a was a, a, a miniature Luther. Yeah, Johnny, was, man. yeah Johnny, Johnny, Johnny was Gill. good. And because uh, because I took it to see Johnny Gill a few times. Matter of fact, the last time we saw Johnny Gill was at Harlem Harlem Week. You know, say he was mm-hmm. there. He was there 2019, I believe. Uh, okay. Was, yeah, I think 2019 Johnny Gill was there. Right, right. And everything and because um, he said, yeah, next week, next year I'm bringing New Edition with me. Because remember he had the song out with New Edition. With New Edition, yeah. Yeah, and, and for, for his last album, and he said, right, next right. Year, I'm bringing New Edition. I'm coming back. I'm bringing New Edition. You know what I'm saying? But then COVID happened. Womp womp. So that right, right. You know what I'm saying? But um, Johnny Gill and uh, Let's see who else was 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 her uh, uh, thing. Um, uh, I, um, oh, oh, Brian McKnight. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Brian, Brian McKnight was another one of my favorites. You know, it's funny thing. <laughs> when, when I was when I was working with Brian McKnight and stuff like that, promoting this stuff at PGD and all that, so nobody really knew him. She didn't even care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She right. didn't care about Brian, McKnight. and she knew of him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Really, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, Brian, you know what I'm saying? It was no big thing. Then Brian McKnight, when things blew up, and he's Brian McKnight, all of a sudden. Yeah, I saw him a few times, You know what I'm saying? I was like, yep. you could have met him a million times, babe. It was like, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, I think she, I can't remember she was with me one time. You know what I'm saying? When he was, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I can't remember. Because she's with me with so many, so many things. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? And, Right, right. Said, be backstage with me and, and stuff like that, and you know what I'm saying. But she was so cool, like she can she can get along with any and everybody. That's what I should love about her. You know what I'm saying? Right. One time it was we were me and Chuck chill out. We were hanging with Soul to Soul. You know what I'm saying? So Dad was with us then, and and uh, and we were just backstage and we were Soul to Soul. And she was like, let's say the girls are Soul to Soul. Dad was just hanging with them and talking, and they were just. Just chilling, you know what I'm right. saying? And, and right. it just you just fit right in. Like, okay, cool. Like you, know, you see them over there like they're old friends and stuff like that. But it was it was always like that with us. It was, it was like cool in the game, you know what I'm saying? So right. I think I think it was so cool because even the first <coughs> like our second date, when we went out our second date and we went to the world, a club called the world, and Judy Torres performed. Mm-hmm. And I took her backstage to meet Judy Torres and everything like that. And then she was, you know what I'm saying, but she wasn't all impressed. That all that was going on, but she was, you know, what I'm saying she, she, she just liked the the dance atmosphere, the good music and stuff like that. But she, she always faded. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. But she right. had a she had a so like I tell you, of course Heavy D was our other crush, you know what I'm saying? Heavy D right, was, right. was her crush, yeah, that's our man. You know what I'm saying? And the funny thing, as far as actors are concerned, you know, Denzel was a late bloomer for her. She wasn't all the into Denzel Washington. Like like all the women Like all the Denzel. women was. Right, right. Until until we went to see uh, it was a, a movie that he was in called uh Crimson Ties. Oh, and okay. So like, yeah, he was she a, a late Yeah, he, he, he was, was a, that was um with um what's that guy? Jack Jing Hackman. Yeah, yeah. That's what she liked Denzel. Oh yeah, that was a little later. <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. See how later that is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good movie too though. Yeah. The her crush, her, her TV crush guy was um Malik Yoba. Oh, she okay. Loved okay. Malik Yoba. And, and when me, me and Malik Yoba was <laughs> we we was hanging together at the uh, uh and this was in ninety five at the uh at the, the Def Jam Christmas party. So that's what I was talking to him about. I was like, yeah, man, my wife is hooked on you. <laughs> my, my, my wife is hooked on you. She ain't even here tonight. So he's, he's like, where's she at? I'm like, yeah, she ain't even come. You know what I'm saying? Right. She, I know she's going to be mad now. She ain't even come. You know what I'm saying? But it, it was all good. Those was like, yo. I always <laughs> wanted to uh, meet Jill Scott or either be with my ex-husband because that was his. He loved Jill Scott. Yeah. So I, we we used to go to her concerts, but we never she never did a meet and greet back then, you know. Because I was like, babe, you know, some of them do meet and greet. So right, let's yeah. go to her show. And um, she never she you know I don't know if she do it now, but I, I, I never got to really say, oh, you know, this is that because I told him I said I'm gonna get you, especially when I was in, in the union and I got to see all the rehearsals because once I know who's gonna be at the garden. I, that was when I work overtime. They're like, all right, I'm gonna be at the garden. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The garden. Like that's how I got to watch Tina Turner perform, Lady Gaga. So I always find because you know everybody comes through the garden once or another. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? So oh, when Joe yeah. Scott was supposed to be at the garden with Erica Badu, I think it was Queen Latifah, Erica Badu. It was like a ladies' uh, concert. Right. And they had a bunch of good people on there, but I didn't get to meet her. So I was like, dang, I was trying to hang around because when they do sound check. I get to sit in the sound chat because right. the workers are working, you know. Yeah. So I used to go in the theater. I used to go in the arena, and they'd be like, "Uh, oh, Cheryl, are you here to do business? Or are you here to see the concert?" I said, "A little both." <laughs> a little bit. Because you both. tell yeah, me Tina both. Turner is in the building and On she was walking props. around. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna see Tina Turner. Right. You know, Tina Turner ain't old dirty bastard. God rest the soul. But when you when you talk about you ain't act like that when Obert ODB was here with Mariah, like uh, Tina Turner is more legendary in my opinion. (laughs) Right, exactly. I'm gonna stay for Tina Tina Turner. Turner. Right, don't. I'll be like, yo, what up, ODB? Yeah, (laughs) because ODB used to go with one of my girlfriends. (laughs) (laughs) Tina Turner, don't front. You know what I'm saying? That's like yeah, but every Dinah time Ross it was somebody, and, and you, you know, I'm diverse in music. You know, when Barbara Streisand came, they thought I was fronting Jazzy G, but uh, I love Barbara Streisand. Right. And they was like, Barbara Streisand. I like shit. I like Barbara Streisand because that's music that we grew up on. Grew up you on. You know, Light FM exactly. type of music, Rod Stewart. I'm not just an R&B girl. I like, right. I like Light FM kind of music. I like some country music. So right. when my friends, 
when Barbara Streisand, it was supposed to be her last concert. She was at the garden. I said, I'm staying. I want to see Barbara Streisand. I'm going right. to stay till she do the way we were. <laughs> they was and like, us New bugging. Yorkers, we grew up on WABC also. So, right, you know, right. So we had, we listened to BLS and we listened to ABC. ABC, so WABC, right, exactly. So, that, so, so people can't really front on, on our age group. That's right, because we York, was listening to if you want my body music. and you exactly. think I'm sexy. Remember right. that? Rod Stewart, exactly. he was on the airways. Remember Mandy? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you kidding so, me? I was like, right, front, I'm the verse. Right. Stop that. So people can't really front because New York no good music. New York That's is why I was no like, where y'all been? Y'all don't like Barbara Stray? Like, and no. it's very versatile. Very, right. very, very diverse in music. Yeah. Exactly. That's what made uh, uh, Z100 happened. Right. So Z100, Z100 was actually, that station. Yes. Z100 was supposed to be the 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 the. Actually, let's be honest. It was the it was supposed to be the white version white state. Right. Of, right. Of WBLS. But there was right. WBLS at that time was the hardest station. Right. In New York, and and Frankie Crocker was the man, and he broke a lot of white artists. You know right. Matter of fact, Madonna owed her life to Frankie Crocker. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. She Remember be when who she came is out. today right. if it wasn't a Frankie Crocker breaking her very first record. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So and people didn't even know what she looked like. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, she was on the radio, like and, and her songs were slamming. Remember? Yeah. What we used to like borderline. Yeah, even Feels like I'm going yeah. to but, yeah. lose my mind. But Frankie Crocker, you know what I'm saying? Cause her first hit was like, I think everybody was called. You know everybody. Right. And, and Frankie Crocker was the first to play that. You know yeah, she had hit, hit. a lot of songs. Of songs, you know right. right. Even Raheem talked about that with the message. Right, you know right, and, exactly. And matter of fact, right, because what happened is because rap stuff, Mr. Magic always played rap stuff first. Right. And, and, and by that time when when um the message came came out, now Mr. Magic was part of WBLS. So what happened is they wouldn't allow him to actually play the message first. Frankie had to play it first. And oh. that's why that's why Mr. Magic didn't premiere it first. So Right, right. Right. So so the reason why he didn't get the credit, you know what I'm saying, as, right. as the message is because they, they held that up. And Frankie used to do stuff like that. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, even right. even Ken Spider used to talk about that. Cause um uh native New Yorker, um, because you know uh Frankie Carter was a was the afternoon drive guy. And mm -hmm. Spider-Web was the morning guy. So he was the morning man, like we are, you know what I'm saying? In the morning. Right. So, and, and, and Ken Spider Web, I mean, he was so influ influential in the morning. He, he used to have like the color of the day. You get on the subway train in New York and everybody wearing that color. That's tell you how dope he was. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But Frankie had hand them a record called Native New Yorker. Right, your so, native New Yorker. Right, and, and just gave him the record to check it out and everything like that, and he happened to play it on the morning show. <laughs> Frankie called him. And he tells the story. Frankie called him up and said, "Take it off." What? <laughs> he was that he that before me. <laughs> oh, because he had to debut everything. And Frankie got committed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yep, <laughs> but that's how he was, and that's that he was the man, though. You know what I'm saying? And and we all idolized him. You know what I'm saying? So I I got into this whole thing, Frankie Crocker, between him and, and once I saw Mr. Magic, who was playing playing, uh, you know, what I'm saying rap music and stuff like that. I was like, oh yeah, this is for me for real. You know what but saying? we didn't like, know Tina Marie was black, white until we saw Han Soul Train. Exactly. Because <laughs> remember, people was bumping 
square you know, bands you know why you know why because her first song people didn't take it as her first song they took it as rick james first song her, her oh. song, i'm a sucker for your love yeah That's i'm a sucker for your uh-huh. song but uh-huh. rick james, james was, was on it he, yeah he, right and he and took so he's the first voice you hear on the song also right you know right so everybody looked at sucker i'm a sucker for your love as a rick james song so nobody oh, okay. really took to her as, as it like okay Marie, right until she came out with, with um 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 Swear i need to love it i need uh, to love ask it ask me what biz. i need i and need then, to right. love and then we saw a song yeah the square biz was later was, was the hit yeah right right but that's that's what happened to her you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a sucker for your love. Everybody just thought it was a Rick James song. You know what I'm saying? But even when I saw her, I went to see her at uh at the it was Patty LaBelle though. Went to see Patty LaBelle's show and Tina Marie opened up for her at the garden. And people in the audience, like, you know, when you sit with people at a concert, you you know, you talking. Nobody, people was like, What? She's white. A lot of people <laughs> saw her for the first time at that concert. They they yeah. you know, they heard on the radio. Because right. it wasn't it wasn't um I don't think it was videos and stuff nah, at that point. Was no video. Yeah, you had so, to watch Soul Train to Soul see Train, people. yeah. Because yeah. I knew she I, and, and, I, and American Bandstand. Yeah, Soul I was like, American Oh Bandstand. wow, she's people still didn't because I knew she was white before that concert. Because right. of Soul Train, because when yeah. she came out with, but people at the concert that I was sitting to, you know, everybody was talking because uh, it was a lot of black people in, in the audience. You know, it was it was mostly predominantly black people in that right. audience. Mm-hmm. And um, what she did such a good job because when Patty Labelle came out, Jazzy, and when I met Tina Marie, I told I told her I was there at this show. When Patty Labelle came out. They still was like, encore. Now they done closed the curtain. They done closed the curtain and bring, cause they didn't take long back in those days to bring the second act out like they do now. You know, yeah. they take a good amount of time like to, to bring out the second act and you get crowd get a little restless. Back yeah. then, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes tops, 30 minutes tops. So yeah. Patty LaBelle came on and they was still saying encore when she was coming out with a new attitude or whatever song yeah, she yeah. had. And she know Patty LaBelle come out dancing and kicking her feet. And Patty was like, all right, all right, Tina, bring your butt back out here and let <laughs> Tina Marie come out. And she said, let's give her another round of applause. So people was like, yo, Tina Marie brought the house down. Because yeah, yeah, she showed her vocal range. Yeah. And she was, you know how she sing when she get like, you know, she she was doing some. You know, I was I was like, oh my god. So when I met her, when I was working at Holiday Inn, I told her to start. I said I was at your concert, in the I was early eighties. I don't remember. I I was on a right. date. I was yeah. with one of my dates. <laughs> and um, I said you you had an encore on a t- on Patty Labelle because Patty Labelle was known for that loud, you know, that that yes, riff Patty. back then. Patty's you Patty. Know? Yeah, Patty, Patty was known for that, so she had to give it up to Tina. She was like, "That child can sign." Yeah, yeah, you know? she, yeah, man, she does her thing. Yeah. I mean, Tina Marie gonna give you a show, and she's very, very talented. Talented. She, she, yep, she, she played the guitar, like, she plays the piano, like different instruments. Yeah, you know yeah, that's why I like she's her. Very talented. You know, what I'm saying? she's like Patrice Russian, Prince. Yeah. Like, I love yeah. musicians that can play and write and produce, and you know, yeah. Yeah, she's she's tired. Yeah, I, I love Tina Marie was like one of my or mostly all my favorite people who passed because I was a man. Tina Marie, Tina Marie, 
it belongs to, to to black people. And black people, yeah, yeah, we, black people yeah. own Tina Marie so much that we had call her light skin before we right, call her right. <laughs> Word up, man. I wrote Tina a poem Marie for Tina Marie. Black people, yeah. She I knows got, it too. I remember right, when yeah. she was she loved us, she loved us too. Records, mm-hmm. And they wanted her to do this pop thing. And so um lover girl was was the most pop she was gonna do you know what i'm saying so she had because lover girl was the last song put on the album uh, epic because she did all she did all this other you know very r&b and I'm, I'm out on the limb and all that stuff and then they were like in, in the other song that um uh what's the song that that uh um that uh uh lauren hill and them did over uh, they did the the uh they, they did the chorus of it when they made it over. Uh, the Tina Marie song. What, what's that song? Lauren Hill and them? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the, what's the, Lauren, the group? The, uh, Fugees, the, roof, the, Fugees. the Fugees. The Fugees. Mm-hmm. Right? So one of the songs that they have on their second album, they using the chorus of it is Tina Marie's song. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So, right. So the hook is, is one Tina Marie song. So, um, it, those songs were on that album and everything like that so they wanted her to go more pop so what they did see she wasn't really with it she wasn't with that top 40 thing she just wasn't really with it but she went along with it and she made um love a girl you know what I'm saying so love a girl is the only song that actually made it to the top 40 on for tina marie and but she was like that's it man she on she's that she's like i'm r&b what do you want from me i'm r&b <laughs> and they ain't bothered no more you know what i'm saying they went and got uh jazzy b from soul to soul the the work with her and all that stuff she's like listen i'm r&b i ain't playing top 40 you know what i'm saying <laughs> yo that's what i said black folks call her light skin you know what i'm saying <laughs> Yo, but I see DJ Nelson over there. He's uh he's uh itching for a scratch and everything. Yo, Nelson. Yo, what? Yo, play some Tina Marie, man. Play, play uh play uh uh, uh square beers or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's get down with some Tina as we talk about Tina and do your thing, man. Yeah, so yeah. hey, I want y'all to get your boom boxes, turn it up, because DJ Nelson gonna go it in. It's motivational Monday. He gonna pump up the sign, he gonna pump you up and everything so you can go in, into your job, your work, whatever you do, man, and have some fun with it and enjoy yourself. I'm gonna do a right? Tina Marie poem when we get when we come back after the cool. Let's do that. All right. Tina Marie Yo. poem. Yo, Nelson, Yo, are you ready? Oh, yeah. Let's go. You're tuned in to one of the hottest DJs rocking the airway. Rocking the airway. Yeah. DJ Nelson, DJ the maestro. Bob, 
Stop what you're doing, what you're doing. and turn your radios up. You're in the mix with one of the best in the business. In the business. More music. Now, DJ Nelson the Maestro. It's time.
Cheryl Star here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24 7. This station with heart on iHeart on this motivational Monday. And Nelson, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about when you're talking about motivating, <laughs> getting them up, getting you out. <laughs> DJ Nelson going in on y'all. <laughs> Make the you feel good. Up king. <laughs> Make you forget you hate your boss. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, some, some mornings you go to work, you be like, nobody better say nothing to me. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Glad so I'm not why, in that arena anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're here. That's why we're here. So, mo- kind of mood, we're going to take you right out of that mood. You know what I'm saying? We're going to put you in this good mood. You know what I'm saying? Bring you up. Percolate you. You know what I'm saying? And we My girlfriend that used to work at Holiday Inn with me. She used to say, I'm going to have an attitude next week. <laughs> You're like, how you know your mood for next week, this week? Like, come on. I, I tell you, with dumb jobs back in the days, oh my God. And I, I mean, we had fun at Holiday Inn, so I didn't never know yeah. why. I started saying, it was you. It's you, because we ain't do no work there until the union came in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. She's like, don't nobody speak to me today. I got an attitude. But then when she say, and I'm going to have an attitude all next week, like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? Girl, you need a man or a new man. <laughs> oh, she had a man, all right. <laughs> oh, new man. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was. Maybe it was happy. Yeah, maybe, maybe something else was going on. <laughs> Word. You know oh. who I'm talking about because I know she listens to the show sometimes. But I even I even make jokes on her when she comes to my comedy show. I talk about her like, oh yeah, I'm gonna tell people because she was hilarious. You know, sometimes the people in your life, you know, all the time they do because Kevin Hart do it. They give us the content for our comedy. Oh, you know, yeah, I know. You know, <laughs> and I used to get a kick out of my. <laughs> That's the one. So motivators. I know if y'all was listening last week, and I told the story of how I tricked her that uh, she was getting. Yeah, she uh she heard that episode. I was like, oh, oh, you ain't say my name. I said, oh, I didn't know who you wanted me to say your name because I had no problem saying your name. <laughs> now she want the fame. <laughs> uh, put me in on the radio show. <laughs> and then she the said, you know, because I'm having a um a roast for my birthday party. She said, I want to come on the air and roast you. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, you're welcome to it. I want anybody come and roast me because to dish it out, I have to take it. And I want to see if you're funny because guess what? If you're funny enough, I'm going to bring you on to open up and make me some money. <laughs> uh, I ain't going to be mad if you roast me. I'm going to be like, oh, man, you got we got to put this in the show. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> more money, more money. I'm telling you. She can't no. wait. She got she got a calendar counting the days. I can't wait till your birthday. Party. <laughs> I got I'm gonna roast you. All the all the jokes I played on her over the years. Oh, she gonna get me. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what bro she flew in on. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few people, Jazzy G, that's gonna get me. They gonna get oh, me, boy. Man. That's why I'm treading lightly with you, because I don't want you to roast me. <laughs> well, you know like, you, you waiting to roast me. You and my bull riding, my bull riding coach is coming. <laughs> 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 that that would be the day you might see some pictures of the bull riding class. <laughs> He's like, Oh, can I come to your party and bring the bull riding pictures? Like, you hey, wait. Me. <laughs> <laughs> what up? Yo, Star, we having so much fun here, but we got to get into your thoughts of wisdom. Then. Let's do it. Monday. All right. If so, anybody see Tone Lope, tell them I'm looking for him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> hey, so motivated. Get your paper and your pen because Cheryl Star's about to go in <laughs> with today's thoughts of wisdom. It's time for your thoughts of wisdom with Cheryl Star. Thank you, Jazzy G. So motivators, today's thoughts of wisdom. Is success measured by what others see in us or how we see ourselves? And why I say this so motivators is that we should set the bar of our own success story, whatever that may be, because everybody's journey is different and everybody uh everybody's quest is different. Like, you know, some people don't want to get into the industry. Some people may have a dream to be a doctor. Some people may have a dream to go to Africa. Whatever your your success story is, because we talk about traveling, you know, we talked about um, you know, being entrepreneurs. So success should be measured by how you see yourself, not what others see in you. So I want y'all to marinate on that, so motivators, and really, really look at that 
in your in your own self because i know we talk a lot about self-motivation and you know being our you know we motivate ourselves and we be inspired by others but i want to say it one more time so people can really think is success measured by what others see in you or but what but how you see yourself back to you jazzy g thank you show star with today's thoughts open now, yeah, that was on my heart to say it, you know, because exactly. you know, who are other people to determine our success story? Right. Now, yeah. you know, the you know, the quickest way uh, to kill a dream, the quickest way to kill a dream is to compare yourself to others. Never wow. Now, that's a thoughts of wisdom. Part two <laughs> right there. Say that again, Jazzy G, because that is a fact. Yep. The quickest way to kill a dream. Is to compare yourself to others. Bingo. Yeah, because you because you gotta understand, we all have gifts, talents, and abilities. All of us. God gave us all. Gifts, Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So it's up to us to tap into it, to our own, manifest it, and to share it with the world. It's up to us to do that. It's, that's that's what I call a hallelujah moment. You know, some people do yes. the whole hallelujah thing. I can't even say that word right because it's not even in my vocabulary. But um, but I. I always say that's how you praise God. You know what I'm saying? When you take those gift talents and abilities that He's given you and you tap into it and you manifest it and then you share it with the world, that's how you show glory. That's how you show that you're, you know, praising. That's to me, that's praise. Because right. you're showing that you're uh you're you're doing with the gift that get that no one else can 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 put upon you. Because your skill level can come from anyone. You can get this, you know what I'm saying? We can go to school and get our skills. We can go to training, get our skills. But the gift, talents, and abilities, that's something that comes from the higher source. You know what I'm saying? So it, you know what I'm saying? So when you actually you know saying using those gift times and abilities that God has given you and you use it for good let's say for that you know what I'm saying right. use it for good I say that's that's praising you know what I'm saying I always say that you know what I'm saying but if you you know what I'm saying because Jane is doing it this way you feel you should do it that way or if you know what I'm saying Nicholas is doing it that way you feel you got to do it that way I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I truly don't believe that. Don't compare yourself to others, and don't and don't go by other people's pace. You know what I'm saying? Right. What is your pace? You know what I'm saying? What, what's your pace? You know what I'm saying? What are you here for? What is, What is your life ministry? You know what I'm saying? That's what you gotta ask yourself. What is your life ministry? And and that's what you go about uh, upon. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about the next man. You know what I'm saying my mother had a saying. And actually, it's a title of one of my books. And uh, she always said, a scared man can't gamble and a jealous right. man can't work. Right. That's what she always said. You know what I'm saying? And one, one, I've one, always one heard that scared, scared, man, scared, scared money don't make no money, too. Right. So, yeah, yeah. they yeah, so, say that. Right. So, anyway, right. because you don't compare yourself. To fuck. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't be afraid to, to be who you are and don't compare yourself to someone else. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So a jealous man can't work. You don't worry about other people. That person that comes to you at the job all the time <clears throat> excuse me, and, and tell you who's doing this or who's doing that, who's doing this, who's doing that. How are they doing work and they watching everybody else? You know what I'm saying? Right. How much work you getting done but you always worry about what other, everybody else is doing. So, you know what I'm saying? Jealous man can't work. You know? So you got to watch folks like that. So don't ever compare yourself. So motivators, don't, 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 don't. You know what I'm saying? Do you? They <laughs> say, do you? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you do you. People can come together. Cause sometimes what happens is 
people can find their uniqueness in one another. Let's say, take you and I, take you, I, and, and, and Nelson. You know what I'm saying? We just found our uniqueness. We all been friends for years. You know what I'm saying? But we we find we we put our uniqueness together and say, hey, we can do this radio station, we can do this radio show thing and make it happen. You know what I'm saying? And when right. we put our minds together and put our, our talents together, look what look what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And we're doing pretty well right now. We in the, I always feel we're in the crawling stages because this is our first year together. We haven't even did a whole full circle year yet. Right, right. And so right. So we we'll see how things a year from now, but right now we all having fun and doing our thing and we're here to entertain you and have fun with you and drop some knowledge on you at the same time you know what I'm saying but that you know what I'm saying we ain't fostering on anyone we just want you to be here and have some fun and you know what I'm saying we like your morning coffee you know what I'm saying because <laughs> you got those folks that say don't say nothing to me until I have my coffee <laughs> <laughs> so we want to be that coffee oh, for man. you so if you have that attitude so motivated don't say nothing to me until I have my, co my coffee <laughs> We gonna be that coffee for you. And you know it's funny. I always like to pick on those people. Like I love those people because you ever you ever meet a person like that and you get a person to change that move because they they can't help it. Everybody yeah. wants love. Everybody want to smile, but sometimes people just don't know get out their own way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even well, the meanest comedian, people. So you got to bring. You right, gotta right. Bring the other and that's why out. I used to love that's messing with them. <laughs> I used to love messing with them. Like, uh, show you better leave Rev alone. And I'm like, I ain't scared of Rev. Can <laughs> <laughs> you get serious? Right? <laughs> and I go bombing him, <laughs> but not Terry and Sean. And I, I do that to people when I when. I used to work in this retail store. The, this lady that was the manager, she was getting ready to get beat up because you know we when you work in the store, you always gotta uh, be confronted by a lot of those uh, boosters, you right. know. And now, oh my God, what we seeing online, like they robbing the store, they robbing the malls like crazy. Oh, wow. But these oh, girls came yeah. in there and they were still, <laughs> and you know, I was just a salesperson. I was not gonna get involved in all of that. But the manager, you know, she was a black girl, and I didn't really get along with the manager per se but I was right. I had her back when them girls came in the store because right. I just felt for some reason she would have did the same for me but right. they was gonna kick her butt and they and Jazz, they was dead serious she got them in trouble and then they came back and um they was like they because we didn't let them in the store so when I came to the front because I was in the front of the store and I said oh shoot Nelly her name was Nelly I said them girls are back and they look like they got they ready to kick your butt so they was like tell that B-I-T-C-H come outside we got something for her so here I go give it to me I go she busy right now give it to me I give it to her they, <laughs> they was like we can't give it to you because they meant they was gonna jump her yeah, you know yeah. but I, I kept saying well she busy y'all can't come in but y'all y'all really want her to get it give it to me so the girl <laughs> Said, you want, she said, you want this ass? Kick it. <laughs> Beat that, Nelson. She was like, you want this butt whipping? <laughs> and, I, and they bust out laughing because I kept on in being in consistent right. with it. Yeah, and yeah, they wanted, yeah. I said, look, I said, y'all better go because you remember she caught the cops on y'all last time. I said, y'all want to go to jail? It ain't worth it. You, I said, go, go steal at another store. You ain't get the blouse. I started making them laugh. Yeah. I was like, they was like, oh my God, sis, you crazy. But they had the mean mug, and then I changed that mean mug. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then one time, and, and you see, see a lady frowning. You, you know how you say you never step to those women I that got that mean look. You know, you know what to make them bust out laughing. <laughs> 
I don't care how pretty she is, <laughs> how pretty she was. I made a, I may have missed out on my first wife or something like that. Before Deb, I don't know, but I never stopped the woman and say, hey, 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 mom, what's right? Why, Why you look so mean? And you, if you on. see a woman frown it, you know what you can say. Well, I used to mess with them. So I say, <laughs> you see them frowning, I'll just walk past them and I go, quit your job. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I walk past them and say, I hate your husband too. <laughs> and they'll look back wow. like, what's he saying? <laughs> I said, you either got to hate your husband to look like that early in the morning. Like, what are you so mad about early right, like in the morning? Like, for, yeah. Your day ain't start yet for you to already be mad at right, something. Yeah. But that's people that's not morning people. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, they, right. They night people. You know what I'm saying? Like, say, that was a morning person. I'm, I'm a night person. So, right. I get up in the morning, I'm I'm angry. I'm mean. I'm, you know what I'm saying? So, I used to be that guy. I used to be the guy that you know said, what you say? You know what I'm saying? That's how I was. In the we morning. we used yeah, to like, we used to say something you know, dirty. Perky and everything, and you know what I'm saying? The coffee is brewing, and you know what I'm saying? I was like, all right. If you but, were, if you was working with the group of girls, I was working with that because we had guys like that too. You know, we remember when they had those little yellow stickies? Yeah. <laughs> we used to put dirty stuff on a thing to make them laugh or something like. <laughs> like meet us in the broom closet. <laughs> you want to smile today? Broom closet at three. <laughs> and some of the guys like looking like y'all better stop playing for I take one of y'all in the broom closet for real. <laughs> like, what's matter, John? Your wife ain't bake you a cake. Well, here you go. I got a Twinkie for you. <laughs> Yo, that's wild. That's Yo, we used wild. to bother everybody that be having an attitude. Like that that's why my manager, she she hated the union coming in, but yeah. she she backed off and she caught me in the bathroom one day and she told me that she was like Cheryl you know she told me to get the people in line because they you know we we was doing what we wasn't supposed to be doing but one thing that she said she said every day she was to come in she had a bad because you know whatever people going in in their life we don't know you know we don't know they exactly. person but exactly. guess what she loves being back there with us dying laughing we didn't see her because she was in her office with her door open of course but she told me we entertained she's like i'm gonna be honest y'all make my day she was like you with your jokes and the stuff we be talking we used to come in there and talk about our weekend talk about god and she used to keep her door open and be like oh my god but it entertained her and it took her mind away from whatever she was going through yeah, yeah. in the bathroom one day she was like i really you know y'all help me have a smile for the day and I, she was like i have fun listening you know i don't want to i don't want to lose anybody here so yeah help everybody yeah. do their job because y'all y'all deserve the union so i was like oh all managers are not you know because she was right. she kept it real with me and some jobs are like that it's, it's like a lot of fun it's, and you know it may not pay a lot of money but you have a lot of fun right that job you know what i'm saying and that's what some jobs it was like that with downstairs records we just used to have a ball we used to play packing jokes on each other all the time <laughs> you know what i'm saying i i, I love doing that and stuff right. like that you know what I'm saying? When I worked at uh, the treasurer's office, I had my little clique, you know what I'm saying? And we used to have so much fun. And and uh, one of my co-workers, Deja, you know what I'm saying? She, she has passed on, says, you know what I mean? Peace be upon her. She used to say it all the time. She said, they're going to break us up. They're going to break us up. So we used to have so, much, have fun. so we, much fun. We were high production with what we did. Right. We really couldn't say nothing in the beginning. Right. You're doing your say, work? 
Exactly. Right. So we would have high, high performance people because we would, you know, say we would have claimed the agents that we did a lot of, you know, saying and. And at one point, they used to say to me, "It says, man, slow down, man. You're making us all look bad. But oh, my God. I was the worst yeah. at that, Jess. So, so we, but we used to have so much fun. Did you always hear us chuckling and laughing? Because we snapping <laughs> on everybody. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. So it, it, and, 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 and we look like little United Nations. You know what I'm saying? Two black guys, uh, two white girls, <laughs> an Indian. One, right, right. It was like we look like little United Nations. You know what I'm saying? And we just right. having the ball. And then one old Italian guy. And, 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 and DJ's always like a DJ. I used to tell her all the time she should have been a stand up comedian. Right. This woman missed her calling. <laughs> this woman was so funny. And she looked just like. Um, uh, the actress um, from uh, Ma- remember um, uh, what's it called Malcolm in the Middle uh, remember that that series Malcolm I remember it but I don't I, I don't remember it the too mother, I can watch it regularly she looked just like the mother she oh yeah <laughs> but, and she was funny you know what I'm saying funny and right. she used to say it all the time she said yeah, when, they were, when the supervisors walked past us we kind of like just you know stop snapping and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> and then he snapped on the supervisors. Right, right. She always say, she said, yeah, they're going to break us up. They're going to break us up. And they did. But this is how they did it. <laughs> they they moved everything around. Like, they said, okay, we're going to change the sections. And, and, and you're going to move this. Your wow. desk is going to be here now. You're going to move over here. You're going to move over there. You're gonna, yeah, they did it. They did it all slick. But they knew what they was doing. You know what I'm saying? But she used to say it for because it was like, it's like two years straight. She goes, yeah, they're going to break us up. They're going to break us up. <laughs> we having too much fun. Because we all took our breaks together and everything. Right, right, she right. She said, she's going, yeah, they're going to they gonna break us up. Because like, I see it coming. You know what I'm saying? Because we used to have so much fun. Everybody else wanted to have fun. You know what I'm saying? So, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, it was just like that. It's like, I used to do all kinds. Because, you know, we were big on birthdays. So we were we were actually, you know what I'm saying? We, you know what I'm saying? Uh, light the candle and, right. and say happy birthday and have a birthday present. And one time for my birthday, so they were singing happy birthday to me. So I came over and I blew out the candle and sat back down in the middle of them singing happy birthday. Like, they like happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Right, nah, nah, nah. I just blew out the candle and sat down. And then they all just were standing there like, uh. Uh, <laughs> oh. then, I, then I jumped up. I said, "I'm kidding, yo. I'm kidding." But they, they had to look I did that. Was- I did that to you know, you know, with insurance. You know, I work with a bunch of white people. I did that to yeah. them. They they getting to know me um, because I only been there um, now. It's two years, but this was after the year. We have a convention every year, right? Yeah. So, so they was calling up because you get a bonus based on how many you know how many policies you got. So the people that was training me. Um, I had like three different trainers. So they all coming up, you know, oh, Sarah, you get, you know, you get additional 42,000. And right. these are all of, this white, black people too, but all the white people with the big numbers, 42,000. Then, oh, Jason, 19,000. This is your bonus check. Cheryl, 1,800. I said, what the fuck? <laughs> Beat that, Nelson. I said, what the what? And I said, uh-uh, something, I said, somebody splitting some money because I'd be with them. And I would say, how she get 42000 And Jazz, you should have saw all of them. They, I said, that's some racist ass. They was looking like, oh, because they didn't know me. Yeah. Right? And so when I got up there and got the check, 
I was like, nah, I'm just kidding. I don't deserve this. <laughs> and they bust out laughing. They was like, oh my God, we thought you was gonna call the, the EOO on us. EOC. And because you know, when you're a rookie, they could they could they don't have to split their profits with you. But a lot of them was, you know, because I wasn't having my own business. You gotta build your own clients. Right, yeah. You know, so they used to they used to take me with them. So when I be with them, or on a sale, what they'll do is throw you some money, but you don't get credit for that sale. It goes to the person who right, had yeah, the appointment. Yeah, yeah. they just you know, throw so, you some money. Yeah, they'll throw the you some. Yeah, and that's what we yeah. was doing for each other. So that was my first year. And even in my jobs, my bonuses was around that much. So I was like, that's just my check. You right. get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. So they looked like they felt bad that, so they, but when I bust out, when I said, nah, I, I, this is good. And they, I said, but next year, you know, cause I said, somebody's splitting a wing leaving here. I'm splitting some money with somebody. And they was looking scared of me. And my friend, <laughs> my friend was like, Cheryl, you yeah, they was like, Cheryl, you crazy. She said, you had them shaking. They thought you was about to pull out a gun or something. Like nobody leaving here until I get a bigger check. Hey, oh, oh, angry black woman alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what's so ironic because I had all the weird stories when I come back and do my reports. You know, I had the yeah. lady I told you about the lady that looked like Kathy Bates yeah. on um, Misery. <laughs> she had all the guns in her in her garage and stuff. So when I come back and tell them stuff, and then when they see that I'm a personality on my own, they're like, yeah. "Oh my God, there's always something with this girl." <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is, man. Some jobs are like that, man. Some jobs you have to, you have to have your wits about you. You just have to take, you know, what I'm saying you have to take a whole personality in there without, so you won't lose your mind. You know what right. I'm saying? Because again, you know, what I'm saying the majority of American workforce is not doing what they want to do in life. And we all know that, okay? So even the ones that's in the career that they may may even go to school for and got a degree in, they probably still not as happy because what they planned, what they thought their plans was going to be didn't pan out. So right. yeah, so so sometimes there's this some type of regret going on. Cause again, regret really comes from what you didn't do, not what you did. You know what I'm saying? So again, so you know, that's that's human amongst us. You know what I'm saying? But again, if you if you look at it from they like, say, okay, this ain't half bad. You know what I'm saying? This is all right. Cause you know, even when you know what I'm saying, when when uh um you know what I'm saying when I when I worked, you know what I'm saying, at the treasurer's office and stuff like that, you had some workers, man, that came in every day just with this scowl on their face, just miserable. And one one lady, she was just and she didn't do no work. I mean, this she had an excuse for not working and, when, <laughs> and she was always absent. And had an excuse for not working when you come to work. Right, like, right. How could you be that miserable? She literally sued because they, they they tried to fire her at first, and she sued them, and she won. Yeah, and a lot of people win stuff by, it, by it. It. stuff. He got like fifty thousand dollars out of them. And right. Still, it was still on and the still job and everything like that. <laughs> so, they, so she right. was untouchable for a long time. Right. You know but she was just so miserable, and I was like, "How could you let that? How, how could you let that be?" Yeah, you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Right. I know <laughs> it, it has a lot to do with a lot of childhood trauma. I, I and I understand. Mm -hmm. But when you get to forty in life, you know what I'm saying? When you reach forty in life, because again, when you're when you're twenty, you think you know everything. 
and you really don't. So, right, right. So when you get to 30, you kind of realize you didn't know much in your 20s, but right. you won't admit that you didn't know anything. So, so you try to fix the stuff that you did in your 20s. You try to fix it in your 30s. But by the time you turn 40, you realize you didn't know anything in your 20s. You know what I'm saying? You, you were just coming of age. You were just coming of age of, of what is called, we call experience. So, so that, because even now, 20 year olds, that even the 20 year olds that may even listen to the show right now, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Trust me, you get 40, it, it'll be a different story. Everybody here that's 40 above right, right now, right. you know exactly what I'm saying. All right? Right. That's just still immature and you're still stuck where you are. You know what I'm saying? And that's why you stuck Because you didn't have the 40 year old epiphany You know what I'm saying But when it comes to that No matter what childhood trauma you had You know what I'm saying the, When you turn 40 and get that epiphany Because again A lot of things wasn't your fault Most things wasn't your fault Things that happened in your childhood Really wasn't your fault you know what I'm saying? And you may blame yourself for it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Right. You never know what people are holding. On right. you or your circumstances or what harm came towards you. It wasn't your fault. No matter what, you know what I'm saying, people may have tried to tell you back then. It yeah. really, your childhood trauma is not your fault. Right. And, that's the, and that's the one thing that we have to come to realization with ourselves that our childhood trauma is not our fault and it's not to say point the finger at others and blame 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 or blame our parents or blame our guardians or blame the dead or blame our teachers or blame our you know what I'm no it's not about blaming anyone what it is is that understand it's not your fault so now let's go through the healing process there's right. nothing wrong with going through a healing process it's going to be a journey it's not going to be easy it's going to be a little painful you know what I'm saying it's going to be painful but you've been through it already you know what I'm saying? And that's the that's the thing right there. You already won. If you really look at it, you already won. So so take it, take the so so if people like you that come across people like that and you give them that 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 humor, as you know, ice cream, good humor. Right. You give it that good humor, it's just that ah, good humor. That good humor. What, <laughs> I like that. What, what what makes them what makes them smile, laugh, or, or look forward to that? Because even the meanest people sometimes they look forward to it, just like the woman told you in the battle. Right. I right. look forward to that because that's what you do. Because again, it's a healing process. You know right. what I'm saying? And laughter is the best healing medicine out and there. And you gotta you gotta know how to read the smile. Cause you know, some people smile like I'm oh, about yeah, to kick yeah, this B ass. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You gotta I'm about to kick smile. her butt if she don't smile stop. with the body like, yeah, you yeah, gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah. know that. But again, I'm just saying from practical psychology. Right, right. It has because I lived a lot of that childhood trauma. You know what I'm saying? I lived a lot of it. I right. It and I, I, I fight a lot of imposter syndrome because of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. One of the reasons why I'm, I'm out to help, you know what I'm saying? Especially black men with imposter syndrome is because I've gone through it. I'm going through it. I'm, I'm in the process of healing. I'm in my healing journey. So being in that healing journey, I'm, I'm out to help. You know what I'm saying? So I know it's my mission, my life ministry to help other black fathers to, to get their healing. Because when I was at my, at my worst, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't really reach out to others. You know what I'm saying? And right. my peers were just worse off as I was. So, you know what I'm saying? They might have been going through a divorce. So they might have been going through, you know what I'm saying? So, we, and again, us men, we don't cluster. 
You know what I'm saying? So that so we we again we we gonna retreat, resolve, and, and do try to do it on our own. And then after a while, we we come together and you know what I'm saying we at the strip club and hey, that beat. <laughs> saying while we making it rain or that that's that's you say making it rain is is really a substitute for the pain. I'll be honest with y'all. That's all it is. You know what I'm saying? So when your man is there in the club and you're making it rain, that's really a substitute for the pain. You know what I'm saying? Really pay attention. Pay attention. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm not saying is that I'm not saying to women it's your job, you know what I'm saying, to 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 heal your 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 man. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you both have some type of childhood trauma that you both dealt with. You know what I'm saying? But if you kind of like, you know, you work out yours, he work out his, you, you know what I'm saying? She work out, you know what I'm saying? She work out hers, she work out his, you know what I'm saying? Then you can come together and now make it a whole and, and, and start to help each other repair. You know what I mean? It's right. just like we talked earlier, you know what I'm saying? As, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Diddy and all those guys and, and, and JD and those guys say, hey man, we got all this money. What are we gonna really, really do with it? You know what I'm saying? Right. We, we get we, 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 how long are we gonna flash? You know what I'm saying? How long are we gonna you know what I'm saying? How long are we gonna flash all this, all this cast? When are we gonna do something real with it that's gonna make a benefit? Because down the line you wanna heal. You know what I'm saying? Because right. half the time they flashing it because of their childhood trauma. They flashing it and they tell you how they grew up so poor. I was this poor and I was I was so poor I couldn't uh, afford the OR. I was poor. You know what I'm saying? Like that. So now they right, got a lot right. of money, so they want to flash that they got right. something now. All right, okay, that's your that's your pain. You you fight the pain with with, with with that. Now you now you see that that's not the answer, what you're gonna do that. Because this there's a bit of calling that's been calling on you. We all get a call. We all get a call. Mm -hmm. We all get a call. Hold on, I'm getting the call right now. Don't call me while I'm working. Go ahead. <laughs> You're a fool, star. <laughs> but, but I'm saying we all get a call. We all get a calling. You know what I'm saying? And we all don't have to have the same calling. You know right, right. Be prosperous. We just don't have to. You know That's true. That's we think we all Everybody have, have their own journey, like you said. Right. That we, all think we, we all need the same calling, so we can we can work together. We all got to be in the same religious. You know what I'm saying? Cult. Uh, or I wouldn't even say cult. I don't want to say that about religion. Or let's yeah. say we all have to be uh, cultivated religiously together in the same denomination to to, to work together. I don't believe in that. Right, that's and not. It's true. no no way in the world. It's no way in the world you can tell me that God wants you just in this one denomination, and the other ones are are, 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 are castaways and and not to deal with them. And that 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 can't be so. That just can't be so. Right. You know why why would He make the most beautiful flowers in different colors, and different arrangements, and different you know what I'm saying, a different you know what I'm saying that they they grow. You know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. you, do do we have do when we see beautiful flowers each year, are we planting them? No, God mm -hmm. is right. Right. So right, they're gonna grow if we plant them or not. Right. So motivators, they're gonna grow regardless. Right. Right. As long as we're not, long as we're not poisoning the soil, they're gonna grow. Right. So that's the same thing with us as people. It got to be the same kind of variety. He must love variety. You know what I'm saying? Because we wouldn't come in variety if he did. You know what I'm saying? So that's just my take on it. I'm not trying to preach to you. I just want you to look at the practical psychology behind it. 
You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. It, it, so yeah. So you get so so as a being a human about it because we have again our behaviors. You know what I'm saying? Our behaviors will take us there, and then sometimes we don't even figure out again. Like like the the the, the angry face girl, the, the screw face girl. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I, I want to stay away from you, but you will say, "Hey, <laughs> get a new man" or something like that. They change their whole landscape, and it may you know say snap them out of it. You know what I'm saying? They may see me and think I'm gonna try to talk to them or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not. But see, that's what happens. You stir people away from you when good energy can come to you. And, and right. sometimes that's all you need is good energy. You know what I'm saying? That good cup of coffee, star. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> that's why we ask you how you like your coffee. <laughs> we want to bring it to you. But again, we want to know how you like your coffee, how you like the morning coffee, and hit us up, okay? Uh, info at morningcoffee.chat. That's info at morningcoffee.chat. Info at morningcoffee.chat. But you know what I'm saying? It's all good though, Star. That's I just wanted to I just wanted to bring that up just a bit, just to help some of the soul motivators out that's that feeling that okay, it's easy that like, you know, we snapping a bit, all that stuff, or it's easy said than done. But sometimes it is. You know what I mean? Sometimes right. it, is, it is. You know what I'm saying? Like when I learned how to be that it's it's cool to be a morning person. You know what I'm saying? It's not you know, I don't have to be a grump all the time. I, maybe I had to work at it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? Dad was the morning person and I was the, you know what I'm saying? So now here I am, the morning person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now my right. job is to get you up, get you out, get you going in the morning. I gotta get up earlier than you just to help you get on up and get on out. A person that wasn't a morning person in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. it, you know say, but it takes that. It takes it, it takes that uh growing and evolving to, to to get you there. And it's it's all it's a purpose behind everything. It's a reason. But you know, I'm not really as much of a morning person. I'm just this is my choice to be uh, in a good mood because I gotta get up anyway. But I, if exactly. I had a if I had a choice where I could work later, I would because every every job I, I worked morning so I could because I had a whole schedule like I had to do the studio, I had the union, and right. I had school, so I had no choice but to work in the right. morning, go right. to school after work, go to the studio. You know what I mean? But if right. I had my choice, that's why I said I'm working towards making my own schedule. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I like I like mornings. Just my choices to be in a better mood because I know that people get up and like you said, it's it, it's a lot to do with uh, going to a place where they don't they hate going and and that's yeah. that's the no, main no. thing. And, and, and the biggest thing is they don't feel appreciative or even driving in the traffic right. or just right. just knowing what they're about yeah. to go through getting yeah. to where they gotta go yeah. you know what I mean you ever cause you know some people who be on the same in an in intersection every day they complain like oh my god it's gonna be this yeah. going home it's gonna be well, this you coming know, back you know why you know why that happens too and, and let me give you a little uh, a little hack to help you with that so motivators um, if you stay in the present moment you 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 don't they say when you get up in the morning Mm -hmm. And you and you get into the shower. Think about the shower. Don't think about nothing else. So think about what traffic is going to be like. What you got to fix for breakfast. Fix the clothes. I got to get right because that, that's bringing that, that mood right. on. Don't right. think about none of that when you in the shower, washing in the shower. 
pay attention to the, the if, if you got the soap or the washcloth or the gel bar or the everything. Pay attention to all those things. Pay attention to the water that's coming out of the shower. Pay attention to how you washing your body, how you scrubbing your face, how you doing. You know what I'm saying? Pay attention how you brushing your teeth. Pay attention to every detail of what you're doing when you get when you when you in that shower getting clean. All right. So when you get out of the shower now, so this is what you do. Without say if you have to cook breakfast or whatever like that or get the kids ready. So concentrate on just that. Don't concentrate on that, but the kids are gonna give me a hard way to go or this and this and that. A little John John, he never get up by the way he's supposed to get up. Don't think about all that. Just do it. Just do it. Get John John up. Let me get these kids up. If you gotta take a little time with little John John, do that. Don't resist it. Don't fight it. You know how he is. Is. Deal with little John John the way he needs to be dealt with. Don't just fuss at him and holler at him. Do it. Whatever needs to be done. Or if you got a picture, read this card here. Becky asked a whole lot of questions. <laughs> you know Becky gonna ask a whole lot of questions. Just let Becky ask her little questions. Answer as you get little John John together. This is that. Don't let it irritate you. Do it. You know it's gonna happen. Okay. So just right. Don't 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 play on it. Right. So I'll be like zip it up, kid. Together. All right. So now you gotta drive. You gotta drive them off and, and drop this one off drop that one off don't think about the traffic forget the traffic okay just drive okay if, if somebody's too slow don't worry about that they're too slow they not they not don't take it personal that oh they know that i'm trying to get to work on time don't worry about it stay <laughs> in that present moment you know what i'm saying just stay in the present moment each and every time so now what happens is so now you got to work and you're not even thinking about work you didn't even think about what work is going to be like. You didn't think about, you know what I'm saying? Well, Raymond going to get on my nerve. I know he going to get on my nerve. No, see, you didn't think about none of that when you was driving to work. All you thought about is driving to work. You listen to us on the morning coffee here. You driving to work. You just listening to us. You all engrossed into the morning coffee. That's all you're doing. You don't you ain't worry about what Raymond's got going on at the office when you get there. So when you get to the office, so if Raymond is a, is a pain in the behind or not, you there, you there to work. Whatever your scheduled job is for that day, the task at hand, deal with each task at hand. Don't worry about what you want to have for lunch later on and this and this and that. Worry about when it's that time for lunch. You get what I'm saying? So if you have to order for them to bring it, whatever like that, of course you're going to do that. But what I'm saying is, if you stay on the task at hand each and every time, what happens is by the time you, you did everything, your day has gone already because you're in that present moment and it's just gonna it's just gonna it's gonna flow all right but if you do everything ahead of time you in the traffic while you in the shower already and you already making breakfast while you just you saying and you doing all those things ahead of time in your mind by the time two o'clock arrive at your job you're worn out because you work it twice you worked first in your mind Second time in your physical That's why That's why you're exhausted By the time 3 o'clock rolls around But if you stay in the present moment I guarantee you The time is just gonna roll It's just gonna roll You know what I'm saying You ain't gonna worry about the clock You're like Oh where did the time go Trust me The time went Because you were in the present moment 
and that's how you do it. That's a little hack, soul motivators, just to stay in the present moment and to get your day going a little, little faster. That's what we're here for in the morning coffee. We're here to get you up, get you out, get you going. All right, that's what it's all about right here. And you know, crazy Cheryl, she just crazy. You know what I'm saying? She's she gonna say some crazy stuff, do some crazy stuff, but it's all good. It's to help you maintain your, your you know, what I'm saying your sanity. All right, because again, sometimes you're gonna feel like you're losing your mind. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, folks. You know what I'm saying? But you can maintain your sanity. It's ways of maintaining your sanity. It's little exercises to do to maintain your sanity. You know what I'm saying? It's just that you know some people say, "That just snapped. I just snapped." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What it is is that it's, it's not so much that you just snapped. You were like the fuse the whole time to the time right. to the, to right. the tick, tick, tick. yeah you was you was like you kept lighting the fuse and even when the fuse went out you 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 re relight it <laughs> you know what I'm saying stop relight that fuse you know what I'm saying just stop relighting you know what I'm saying start your day off with us tell a friend to tell a friend so we can keep doing this again and again and let's brighten your day and let's make this let's let's make this thing happen you know what i'm saying because we all have dark clouds over our heads some days i i go through it too. right even i get in my mood sometimes yeah but i see dj nelson he's over there oh, I wanted to, wrap up, I wanted to do my tina marie poem oh yeah oh, so you want to do it real up. quick you want to do it real quick yeah 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 because we talked about tina marie in case any of her fans right, are out so, there so now we're gonna get this tina marie poem real quick and then we're gonna then we're gonna start for, uh affirmation uh protection plan go stop. all right here we go these notes create lyrical flows with my pen, especially when you get up high. I jump up and down and move my feet like a tap dancer with a pair of new shoes. I love your funk. I love your jazz. I love your rhythm. I love your blues. And we've been loving this jazz since Miles Davis. That ain't nothing new. But you see what you do. Your notes, when you hit these notes, what you do, you make my pen start to dance. I create romance with just a stroke of my pen. Bring that tap dancer back and let me hit that high note again. I write about sweet metal D's and three-part harmonies. Ooh, la, la, la. You inspired me, Miss Tina Marie. That's a poem Ooh, that I wrote for Tina Marie. Clap it up, clap it up. That was star. And that's the song that... Ooh, la, la, la. That's right When, when you talked you about it, that's what yeah, it came back to it. me. Ooh, la, la. You know? That's what it came back to me. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's what the... Ooh, la, la, la. Ooh, la, la. Right. That's the song. Yep, 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 yep. Ooh, la, 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 Nelson. All right. So let's take our deep breath and say our affirmation protection prayer so we can get our, our day going real, real, real smooth and real and, and started and have that Tina Marie on our mind today. Let's all play some Tina Marie later on too. All right, so breathe in, hold it, hold it, hold it, release, extend, extend, extend it, breathe in, hold it, hold it, hold it, release, extend, extend, extend it. One more time, beloved. Breathe in, hold it, hold it, hold it, release. Extend, extended, extended. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. No matter where we are, God is and all is well. It's Motivational Monday with the motivator, Jazzy G. That is your protection prayer affirmation for the day, beloveds. You take that with you no matter where you go today, maybe work, school, or play. 
on this Motivational Monday. Remember, I love each and every one of you. Is that a damn thing you can do about it? Hey, Star, what you doing yes, on this yes. Monday? Just keeping on mess. Uh, get my book done. Get my book done. So motivators working hard. Yeah, I'm doing the same. I'm like, I'm like Donna Summer. Yeah, working hard. Yeah, money. we got some books coming for y'all. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be a book tour and everything going on with us. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so me, Star Nelson, we're gonna take two steps to the rear. Get on out of here, y'all. We yes. want you to have a blessed, blessed, blessed motivational Monday. We see you tomorrow in the morning coffee, y'all. It's new and improved morning coffee with the motivator Jazzy G featuring Cheryl Starr.